Are you ready? We are live on the mic huh. with our host DJ Deuce and Bamboo Bam. Bam. Let's get this show started. Oh, we are live on the mic. Yeah. DJ Deuce, this dude here, the smoking machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bamboo Bam. What's up, what Bam? What it do? What it do? What it this do? This is what you look going? like when the smoke clears? Yep. I Boom. like it. I like I gotta it, man. I got to get a cut, though. But it's all, got, though it's oh, see, look at me. Look at me. I, got, I, cut my, I shaved yesterday, and then my head went before I got here. You know? Come on, man. It was good. What's going How on? How come you can't cut your own shit? I can, but I don't want to. Oh, it's a different... See, we were talking... For people that don't know, like, off the air, we were talking, like, what time this guy gets off work? It's like 2.30, which is 3.30 Eastern time, and it's now 8.30, whatever time it's at, 7.30 Eastern time, and this guy hasn't shaved. You guys see the mathematical problem here? And the mathematical problem. It's, yeah. It's, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. Is it really? You know, yeah, you, 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 you love to do the baby face thing. You know, woo, look at me. Well, yeah, because you know? people start speaking different languages to me if I don't cut it. <laughs> so I got to do what I got to do. Are you going to go there already? You gonna yeah, go there? well, it is what it is. People, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Press yes. the notification. Be a part of the show. Ask questions, man. Don't be shy. If you don't want to do that, man, download this new app called Clash TV. If you have an Apple product, download it clash tv it's free there's a ton of great content on there and you can hand clap hand clap for me hand clap for bam ah, screw him just hand clap for me just man clap clap yeah let's clap anyway clap. we got a special guest on today he's a talent consultant yes he is a concert promoter he actually has a book called how do I track gigs as an emerging artist? I want to know this. I want to mm -hmm. know some mm -hmm. of the secrets. We can't tell the secrets because obviously we need to get the book, right? Right. We need to get the book. So let's get him on here. Let's get Max up in here. Max, how's it going, buddy? Yeah. I'm great, man. How you guys doing? How you fellas doing? Good, doing man. Too. We're good. Things are good. Summer's around the corner, so definitely not complaining. Max, we found out Max is from Montreal. That's one mm -hmm. of our favorite cities, so we, go. we can't wait to go there. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> but Max, I want to get right into it, brother. Like, Were you born and raised in Montreal? Correct. I was born and raised in Montreal, actually South Shore, and I spent over 15 years there until I moved out of the city in the outskirts of Montreal. Uh, grew up in the inner city of Montreal and Anglophone side of it. If, for those of you who know about Montreal, there's uh, there's this area called NDG. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. that's where I grew up in Notre Dame de Grasse. Notre okay. Dame de Grasse. Now that Montreal is one of my favorite places. I, I find when you, you, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this about some of you people, you ignorant people, they're like, ah, I don't want to go there. You got to speak French. Mm -hmm. My French is not bad, but I never really needed to use it there. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's pretty, it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty yeah. good. I've worked with I work I've worked with a couple of people who maneuvered throughout their lifetime in Montreal without even speaking French. I was surprised. Mm. I met a dude 15 years later. I saw him. He lived there. He didn't know one lick of French. Though I was like, "Come on, come on." Yeah. Now he's probably still single. But anyways, that's a different story. But it's good to learn the damn language. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a sexy language, language, bro. I love that city. You know? So tell me, man. You know, we, we, you're a talent consultant. You, you, you yes. you're, you're a concert promoter. But before you, before that, how did you get into the music business? Period. Great question. I would say I started in 2015 when I was part of a nonprofit organization, and that nonprofit organization had multiple visions. One of the visions they had was to embrace and even put on emerging artists throughout the city of Montreal, okay. and they wanted to, because you know Montreal is francophone and anglophone. 60, That's right. 60% French and 40% uh, Francophone. 
Sorry, 60 for, 60% Francophone and 40% Anglophone. That's right. Now, the goal of the nonprofit organization was to combine, to unite both sides of Montreal so we could showcase their talent for both, you know, for, for all of these artists. Mm-hmm. And we invited, we invited uh, DJs, beat makers, producers, singer songwriters, mm-hmm. break dancers. So we used to do these events in the basement of a barbershop that was called Beat Wave. Nice. The whole goal, the whole goal of it was to actually, like I said, highlight most of the beat makers, so then we could encourage a lot of open mics. So when the beat makers would play their instrumentals, people would show up, and any all kinds of artists from all all across the city, they would show right. up and, and showcase their skills and get to know each okay. other. And a lot of them would network. So that's pretty much how it started. So from that nonprofit organization, it helped me learn a little bit more about the music business just by being in that room, being around that, being in that environment and making sure that I take notes. So Max, when, when you first started uh, with this nonprofit organization and you guys were throwing events like in, in, in a basement of a barbershop, which I bet it was bumping as hell, trust me. Those are the hidden gems, right? Was there something you were surprised about? Was there like something like that you noticed that maybe, you know, like before you got into like talent consultant, like did you ever notice like, you know, like a producer probably doesn't get as much money that he gets for a beat or an artist? Like, were you surprised about this? I was not quite surprised because I was, I already had an ear to the game since my uncle started off as a DJ back in the back in the nineties, and he okay. used to always when he he had all of all of his equipment in his room, and we used to live together, so I was aware in a way where watching where I was watching a lot of documentaries, making sure I. Was, I'd educate myself on YouTube. You know, YouTube University is free for a lot. For oh, a lot yeah. Of people, oh, yeah. You know, and making sure that I educate myself with people who had already knowledge uh, about the music business. And that helped me. But for the most part, I would say I got a lot more surprised when I attended uh, Trebis. Okay. I think there's a Trebis also in Ontario, from mm-hmm. Austin, Toronto, Trebis. Trebis School, for those of you who don't know about that school, is mm-hmm. mostly entertainment-based business school. And it focuses a lot on uh, music business, TV, and most and beyond. So I got I, I got a lot. I got really surprised when um, I entered that school and really learned deep into the music business aspects. Now, what what led you to take to go to the school? Like, what was what was the the final push to be like? This is what I'm gonna do. I would say the fact that I knew I had some some hidden gems, like the talent that I really yeah. had, or even. My gift, rather. I was starting to discover my gift, ask my questions. What am I really good at? Nice. And one, one, thing I really, one thing I realized was that I'm very good at um, discovering talent. You're even, like they say, you have an ear or an eye for talent. Mm-hmm. I have. I realized that's something that I have. So I was able to ask myself questions. And every time I would take the train, that was when I used to, you know, I used to take the train, I would see the ad. I was like, okay, you know, that's one of those schools that, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Hollywood stars want to go to. But I didn't necessarily know until I, I, I did my research and I realized, okay, that's a school that, that could that could be for me, you know. Right, right, right. Now, once you was in the school and everything, what was the most thing that surprised you about what they was teaching you? What surprised you the most? Man, all of these contracts, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's me, I bet. Man, I'm telling you these the options, the deals that a lot of artists uh, end up sign. A lot of artists end up signing deals, and they don't even, they purposely don't even want to read the contract just to mm-hmm. tell themselves, okay, you know what, 
I know a bit. I know a bit of the music business, and I know enough for me to not necessarily dissect or even die, dig, dig deep into the yeah. context. So mm. those are the things that I realized were really sad and hurtful. Even the stories beyond that, like a lot of stories that I've heard uh, from my teachers who were music managers them in the past, and they shared their their hidden gems. So that was that was quite a wild. Okay, that's that was quite wild. Okay, Max, great. I'm gonna put you in a tough situation here. Yes, go ahead. I'm, I'm, um, I think Bam's the best hip hop artist I've ever heard. He's my buddy. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Max, man, what do you, what do you think of this guy? And he actually is not very good. <laughs> what, what, what do you, what do you do in that situation? <laughs> man, I would have to sit down with you, talk one on one, and be, be sure about what you see in him. Like, what do you mean he's the best artist? Why, why, why is he the mm. best artist to you? And ask you really quite, really great questions, like probing and making sure that. The questions I ask you are challenging you too to answer in a different way. So like, okay, has he performed already? Because a lot of artists tend to showcase their talent on social media mm-hmm. until you yeah. meet them in person and then you realize, oh, they've never performed. They don't have show presence. Mm. All of these, you know, stage presence. Yep. All of these Terrible. details, then that that really makes you that really makes you think of okay, maybe they have a lot of years to catch up. You know? mm. I just find it because I always get like, yo, you got to listen to this dude. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, they have so much faith in these people. And I'm sitting there going, am I that dude that's going to tell them? Nah, I'm not. I'm not that dude. I'm not that dude. I tell Bam instead, but I don't tell them. You know what I mean? But sometimes it's tough, you know? know, As an artist, you got people who's going to support you and push you. You know, they, they, they feel they're doing the right thing for you, even if you're not developed enough to that point right you know what i mean hopefully they can get you in the hands of someone who can okay, bring well, you to another level like like, like he's example. saying he's saying i'm the best yo listen to him boom 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 now you're talking to him about me now you want to talk to me and maybe get me up to that level to catch up as they okay say, what about right? the dude that shows up in american idol you know that dude you know what i'm talking about yes 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 the one that we all watch in the beginning you know uh, you know there was friends and family hugging that person on the way in like are they assholes? Crossing their yes. fingers. <laughs> Are they assholes being like, shit, should we have let them in there? You know what I mean? We know they're going to butcher it. Hey, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, th- th- no, they're not assholes. They're just a, a supporting cast, cheerleaders. You know who's the asshole? The assholes want to tell them to sign up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah That's true. the asshole. Okay, you okay. should sign up. You know? setting, them, setting them up for suicide. There we go. <laughs> It is. I get it. I just want to know these things. I'm like, when I see these people, like when they're bad, I remember I had a buddy. I'll give you a quick example. He was sung karaoke and he stunk, okay? But his girlfriend slash wife at the time was like, he's amazing. And I guess she was just hyping him up to go on. And he came and sat beside me. He's like, bro, you got to sit over there. Like after that song, like you can't sit near me. And he was like, is it that bad? I said, yeah. And he turned around and looked at his wife and was like, why haven't you told me this? <laughs> what is a good friend of mine? I was allowed to be a little more honest with him. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. But tell me, so concerts, promoting, how'd you get into that aspect of business, brother? Yeah. So as soon as I gained some experience with that nonprofit organization, what I did were even before I told myself I want to venture out and do my own thing. There was a little split that happened with the nonprofit organization and myself, and that was just, you know, divine intervention. Like we could just say, a lot of great things were starting to happen within my brain because I told myself, you know, I don't know, I don't always have to depend on a person for me to to press play or for me to move forward. 
Because that's what was happening when I was with the nonprofit organization. Even whenever I was ready, whenever I felt ready, I had to get an approval. So I was like, okay, you know what? It's going to slow me down. So that already, that consciousness shift or even that that way for me to see things differently helped me to say, okay, you know what? It's time for me to try out, try it out. Mm. Okay. I started doing my first show. I, I basically leveraged off of that experience and gained followers that were at Beatwave because I thought that they would show up only for the event itself until I realized that they were really showing up to support me. So that's nice. really helped me throughout the process and kept me going, kept me, um, kept me pushing throughout the process and i was able to at least do i would say over 26 shows or even 30 shows in in the span of two years that, that's good that's good because i was a, a nightclub promoter i threw some events um it's tough people need to know it's an actual it's a tough gig you know what i mean max there's a show this is a true story and i guess i wasn't good at budgeting after i was done the, su- the successful show that everyone thought i made tons of money on Mm. The end result was negative two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the place thought I made thousands. You know what I mean? Negative two hundred dollars. And and uh, a lot of it is business to percep- business for perception. You know, people see you. Oh yeah. Flyers connecting yep. with people, so they think, okay, you're really doing it big. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's tough, man. You know, you throw a contest in there. You pay a good DJ. The bar throws uh, the nightclub decides to say, "Hey, man, you you're getting busy. We need to pay. F- you have to pay for two extra security. Hmm. Since what the? F- and it's kind of like throwing at you. And then I had to rent the venue out, but you know because I asked for a different night, he, he added four hundred bucks extra. So these numbers that I was calculating in the beginning and it, it you know it, it diminished near the end. Hmm. But you're right. It, the the illusion sounded like I could throw another event, but it took a while for me to catch on. I had to tone down my ego." Is what I had to do to make money. And what I mean by that is I, as a promoter, one time sold an event to a to a clothing store saying that so-and-so presents whatever event it was. Right. And people were like, yo, why isn't it you? We used to own a, a promotional company called 6-1 Entertainment. And I was like, I don't care about m- me anymore. I want to make money now, right? <laughs> That's what I had to make money now. If they think they threw the show and I made money and he paid for it, I was good, right? Mm-hmm. Then I started getting out of this egoistic of... What a, a more business minded and less ego, and that's what that's what happened to me throughout my journey of promoting. Though it was tough, though. Yeah. So Max, tell us what's what's the don'ts when he's promoting the party, when he's promoting an event. The, the the major don'ts. I like what uh, DJ does just said. That ego, you know. Yep. We could think we could all we could always do it by ourselves, and I don't need like like sorry, let me start promoting today. I don't need a an associate or a partner to to do this party or this event. And that's always gonna bite you at the end of the day. And I remember this show because you're you're talking about uh, some of your learning lessons. Mm-hmm. People usually say failures, but learning lessons. I I had a comedy show, and we didn't have any chairs at a nightclub. Imagine that. Mm. And it was one of those nightclubs where you could sit down, but people are so far apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You could imagine how the vibe was, even when you were laughing. People would, would have to fake sometimes to laugh just to make sure that there's a certain ambiance. Wow. And yeah, and I remember that show. That was that was quite a, a hit. I took a I took an L. Yeah, no, brought, there is. There is. You know, trust me. Bam through an event. How was your event, Bam? Uh for you know, for my first event, I thought I was good that people showed the fuck up, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's how I felt. 
People showed up. I was happy. Not as much people as I would like, but you know, it is what it, it is. It was. Right? It was a good show. It was you definitely know? a good show. I showed up to that one. It was a good show. You but know? it's it's not as easy as you think it is. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's not. You know what I mean? You have to understand that. But back in the day, we used to print out five thousand flyers. You know, you got to be lucky that you have two, three percent of those people that got those flyers that are coming. You're lucky. You're mm-hmm. lucky. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Then you got to base on your friends and your friends' friends, and hopefully you can book a, a birthday party. Like you know what I mean? It was it's, it's it's fighting, and especially like in the in the market area, like uh, where we used to do nightclubs. Like um, on one part of our street, there was three bars connected to each other. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. we're racing to who's going to get busy first, right? So, right. but it's tough. What do you find that's the hardest part about booking? Like you know, for instance, a concert or uh, a live event. I would say a lot of it has to do with communication. Depending yeah. on who you want to book, if you're dealing with an artist that's in the States, because I booked three artists from the States so far, and well, two of them were comedians, well, artists are comedians too, yep. and I would say anytime there was a miscommunication between the manager and I, it would lead to, quote unquote, a sour relationship with the artist in a way, because then the manager's telling certain things to the artist that... I was able to tell the manager then was like, okay, I, I wasn't able to tell the manager. And it's like, there's a lot of words being said. They're like, okay, no, but that's not part of the contract. There's an add on. So like to compromise, it's it's good to compromise because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that there's a, a goal that's being met. Like we want to complete this goal. However, when you over, when you overly compromise and, um, you really get the short end of the stick. That's when you're going to realize, okay, no, you know what? No, that's not how business is supposed to be done. Yeah. You got to you set, you really got to set your, set the tone real early. Like, okay, no, this is how I do business. And other than that, no, we're not, we're not doing it. It's tough. It's tough dealing. You're right. I've dealt with managers even to get on this show. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, there was this one artist. Yeah, screw it. I'll say his name. Tony Sunshine. I don't Woo. care. I don't care. I don't care. Woo. So I was talking to his manager, and it seems like it's all good. And so we're trying to pick a date, and he, he, I throw a couple dates at him. So what I do is I design a flyer, and I pick a photo of his. And I always like to ask. Either you give it to me or let me pick and let me confirm with you. Because you might be like, don't fucking use that picture, right? Like, it makes sense, right? So I send it to this manager and Tony, like as, as together on Instagram. And Tony's like, oh, I can't do that date. I'm like, dude, never mind the date. Like, let's like look at the right. like the date could be changed in one second. Like, it's not a and he's freaking out about this. And then the manager's like, you shouldn't have sent that to him. I'm like, but didn't you mention it to him? And I was like, ah, screw that whole fucking interview. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah, screw it all. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, Come on, man. Like, it's like what? Like, so you and I have been talking for two, three weeks. I designed something. I sent it to both of you, and all of a sudden, you made it look like I, I did something shady. That sounds shady. So I always find managers. Sometimes I can't stand dealing with that. Yeah, it's it's a it could be a headache. Definitely, if you're, guys. If you're a manager and you're listening, just be straight up with us or them. You know what I mean? The artist itself, or or the people that you know are are trying to book this artist. Be straight up. That sound like a that sound like another podcast, man. We get the managers <laughs> on and get you know get up in their ass about some shit. It's not a bad idea. Not <laughs> a bad idea. And, and a lot bad. of times, a lot of times they forget that we're doing them a favor. You know, it's <laughs> dude. It's been a few times, man. There's a few times where I had to, I had to use that. There was a young lad named Jay Diggs. Mm. Uh, we booked him uh, at a at a show down here. He had a, he had a much music had his video playing right. And we knew his girlfriend personally. So we get him in. And I said, listen, I'm going to pay you. I don't know. It might have been like $700. I'm going to rent you a room and I'll get you a car rental. So he calls me back trying to flex and saying, well, I need two rooms, an SUV, 
and this and that and the other. I said, you're getting 700 bucks, one room, and the money. I'll give you the money for a Corolla, and you could upgrade your own freaking thing. But these are the shit that they always try to, like, push back on you. And you're like, and mm-hmm. I have to explain to them, listen, buddy, when I push out your, your video, people are still asking me, who is this? So don't mm-hmm. think you're doing me a favor here. As a promoter, we're still promoting them. So it has to be back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what they don't get. They think they're doing us a favor. No, no, no. It's it's favors on each other's parts, not one more than the other, right? So when there's a transaction, there's no more favors. You're doing it for free. Maybe it's a favor. <laughs> <laughs> now, Max, tell me some of your biggest like events that you've thrown. Yeah, so my biggest so far, I would say the most successful one was uh, with Locksmith. For those of you who don't know Locksmith, uh, he's a recording artist out of Oak not out of the Bay Area, Richmond, yep. California. Okay. He's been doing a lot of successful shows across North America, even across uh, Canada, well, North America, Europe a little bit, but mostly the States and, and Canada. Mm. And he was privileged enough to, he had a, a few freestyle battles that he won in uh, MTV, MTV Yo Raps, if I'm not mistaken. He, he has nice. a lot of, you know, nice. a lot of positive, nice. good nice. things that happen. So he came in Montreal in 2020, not, I was in 2019. Mm. And uh, the show was great. Ended up being sold out and wonderful show. What's good about it is that that show, I was able to really accomplish the vision that I wanted to have for one of my hip hop brands. Basically, it's called Hip Hop Basics. Mm. And the idea was to do a bit of what I started with B-Wave, basically showcase DJs, promoters, uh, DJs, uh, B-makers, dancers i'm talking about break dancers mm-hmm. and uh recording artists all on one platform so that happened that same day that's awesome man yes nice. but that's got to be hard trying to keep everybody in line when it comes to their little sections you know what i mean who's rapping first who's going last i know you had to deal with them egotistical artists because you know you know me personally i want to go first you know what i mean because I, I plan on setting the fucking bar high you get what i'm saying and Follow that motherfucker. You know what I mean. If you if you smash that, I'll tip my hat to you. You get what I mean. So, but a lot of these dudes, I want to go last because I think I'm the best. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, how you deal with that? How you deal with that? Man, I, I like that you asked that question because sadly enough, there was a duo that was supposed to open up for Locksmith that same day, mm-hmm. and I made sure that 24, even 48 hours before, I had the schedule ready. I had. Yeah. The names of the people that were going to show up, the names of the people that were going to perform, rather. And I messaged every single one of the opening acts. Okay, this is at what time you're going to perform, and I'm expecting this, that, and the third. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Every single one of them showed up, and besides two, wait, sorry. I said the duo, the duo and a female, and a recording artist mm-hmm. as well. So Locksmith ends up performing and i'm telling you he already did the sound check he he was the yeah. first one doing the sound check grab remember that it's crazy he's coming from the states and he has a show but he's not necessarily he doesn't necessarily have to be the first one doing the sound check he showed up first he did it left went back to his hotel and then came back but by the time he came back he performed the duo and uh, the recording artists at book for for opening so they could open for Locksmith, ended up showing at the last minute once he was done performing. So by the time they entered the venue, Locksmith got off stage. Every 
every single person in that room will follow Locksmith to get a picture. And yeah. they looked at me like, hey, what's going on? How come I'm not performing? I'm like, man, look, listen. <laughs> This is was the schedule. I hit you guys up a few a few days ago when I told you what was yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you have to be held accountable. So that's, that's, just, the, that's the ego. That's yeah. the ego. You Max, see? what I think happened there is they thought maybe they're going to try and pull the switcheroo like like Locksmith opened up for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was um, I had a gimmick one time uh, to, to, for an event too. I think it was the same, I think it was the J Diggs event. So I remember getting uh, like maybe like five opening acts, and I said, "You guys have about you know." 12 minutes each and you know there's a lot of local local talent right so, I, so what i did is like listen i don't know who's going to open up when and where so what i'm going to do is i'm going to have you guys sell tickets and the guy that sells the least to the most is how i'm going to choose who's going to open because the way i look at it is if i stick the guy that sold the most tickets first and he decides to leave he can leave with a crowd mm-hmm. so i was like eh. but there was a dude that probably Probably sold, maybe it's probably number two. Don't get me wrong, not talent wise, not at all. Should have probably been the opening act. Mm-hmm. Him and his boy sat in the car until it was time. To, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It started to run. Then he came on, and I looked at him. I was like, "Bro, I don't run a ship like that." You know what I mean? I don't run mm-hmm. it like that. So you're never gonna be invited again because I think at the end of the day, everything's fair. You had a schedule. You were trying to be fair too. It was not a. It wasn't a hidden agenda. Mm-hmm. And these people, like, so you're probably never gonna work with these people again, right? Man, what's sad is that they don't even make music like they used to. Oh, Locksmith is still he, he's still going. Oh, still the captain of, captain of his ship. That's tough, go. man. That go. is tough, man. I get it. You know. So, as a talent consultant, man, what do you what do you do? Give me give me a day to day. You know, you meet a talent or you hear someone. What, what, tell me from that point on. Yes, yes. So I would say, for the most part, what looks like on my schedule is that a lot of people either DM me via Instagram, uh, via instagram messages and they tell me okay um i'm looking to do this so i want to do that let me learn let me learn more about your book so what i do at the the very beginning is let's say i didn't have any clients or whatsoever yeah i would make sure that i know who's engaging in my comments whether it's the books that i'm that i'm showcasing or even the videos that where i share knowledge and i dm i dm them personally i make sure that i, I build a certain relationship i, I build a, a certain report and then um, I could get on call with them, make sure I have a 15-minute call, clarity call, where I have to have an understanding of what they're doing right now and mm-hmm. where do you want to go, uh, where do they see themselves six months from now, nice. what's their plans and whatnot. Then it gives me an ability to say, okay, you know what, um, that was a clarity call, just to give you a little heads up. Uh, if ever you want to get one of my eBooks or even you want to share, you want you want to have a, a one-on-one call for an hour. Then these are my prices, and we could get down to business. And for the most part, I don't like to talk about things that I did not do personally, or I was not able to accomplish. So I like to stick. I like to stick to what I know. Basically, I was able to help a lot of artists get on radio stations for interviews, or even podcasts. I was able to uh, help artists get on stage for the most part in a lot of places in the city, and I was able to, you know, make sure that there's goals being accomplished in a way where they're realistic if they say they want to do stuff like an artist hits me up and tells me i want to get i want to get a thousand followers okay let's see what's your goal right now and how we can get to it and Mm -hmm. make that happen okay okay nice nice now max my question to ask anybody that's in the in in any type of music business Mm. do you find it harder today than it would be let's say in the early 90s, you know, the CD pressing scenario versus the streaming scenario. 
would you have rather have been doing what you're doing back then instead of today? Uh, I would say today's more of a blessing. Today okay. is a lot more of a blessing. However, I would still want to get the fruit. I would still want to get the feeling of the 90s and the hustle and bustle because I saw I was I was able to see how my uncle was moving. Mm-hmm. Whether it was to go back and forth to Toronto, Montreal and Toronto. He lives in Toronto now, so he told himself at a young age, okay, I'm going to leave this place. And whether I have only a bag with some with a toothbrush or anything in it, yeah. I'm going to go right there and, and mm-hmm. hustle. So I, I've always had that inspir- I've always had that um that idea of just doing it in the in the in the grimiest way, whether there's no one involved, no one really pushing you to go for to move forward. I mm-hmm. gotta do it. I gotta make it on my own and I gotta bet on myself and then obviously build a team. But for the most part, um I would say to answer your question, today's more of a blessing and I would need both. I would need today because I know that today we have social media, but I would Good need answer. hustle, the hustle of the nineties. That I think that's the lack of what some of these artists they think. Um, you know, they have a home studio. It sounds pretty good these days. You know, you upload it onto a, a major streaming platform, and uh, maybe I'll film a video with my iPhone, and ta-da, I'm done. And it's like Boom. 80 views, 30 streams, and it's like, well, what are you gonna do with that shit now? Like, mm-hmm. and I think the hustle's gone. That 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 pushing that because the way the way I was a successful promoter in the early 2000s was. I met people. I made relationships with people. People gave a shit about me, and that's why they showed up at these events every freaking week. But mm-hmm. if I would have sent them a Facebook invite, they'd be like, eh, I don't care. There's not, There's no connection between me and this situation. Oh, that's the hard part. That's the hard part with the technology. You know what I mean? Once you do it, like you said, you can send out requests and this and that, do boom, 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 and, you know, a small percentage is going to respond to it. Well, bam, right? there was you this know? kid, right? A young artist that's in our city, and he uh, he posts, I don't know, Facebook. He ends up posting, I don't I don't even know what it was, maybe a YouTube video or some mm-hmm. shit of his, right? Mm-hmm. I said, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, I felt violated. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm promoting. <laughs> I was so insulted, man. I said, Dude, you're promoting on your couch? Like, come on, man. Like, and that's where I discovered the block button. But anyways, I'm just saying, you're right. You need both. Because I think the blessing of the fact that, you know, we could pop instant videos immediately, upload things. A block button. It was a block button. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that is the technical blessing of it. It's so great. But the reason why I used to love it back, back in the day for me was if I was throwing an event, it wasn't hard to find five good artists, three good artists, because they were the ones grinding the most. That's how I heard of them. You know what I mean? They were, they're the ones out there. There was like, you know, I heard about their names on the street. I heard their, I seen their names on another flyer. I was like, damn, these are the ones working hard. Mm-hmm. So it was easier back then for me to be like, yo, I want these guys on the show or I want these guys performing. But right. today I just find that it's the saturation that kills me of music. Right. Well, that, yeah, that's, you know, it's blessing and a curse because you got everybody putting out music, everybody putting out music, but who's out there going to perform? Who's, who's performing? Who's out there? Who's, Who's who's making the moves, right? You're yeah. too busy promoting on, on on fucking Instagram or wherever that you're not actually taking the time out to get on the fucking stage mm-hmm. to impress the people so they can talk about you, get that street promotion. You know what I mean? Because if I'm promoting online, that's fine. But you came to my show and seen my fucking stage presence, you like, yeah. yo, that motherfucker crazy. True. His, his album ain't that hot, but yo, <laughs> that dude, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a bonus you know, to it, right? It's, it, 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 everything helps. Everything helps, right? 
hundred percent. Max, like, because what I like what you're saying is like, you know, you you set up the, the these guys to succeed. You're looking at radio interviews because the thing is, for me also as a fan of music, an interview can can kill or make them. Mm-hmm. Word. There's times where I've watched an interview, I was like, fuck, I hate this guy. You know what I mean? And his music kind of diminished. And there's guys that I was like, you know what? I really like this dude. I'm gonna listen more of his stuff. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? I, I really like this dude. Because the thing is, it's that connection that we were talking about. If there's no connection with you and something else, mm-hmm. hmm, what's what's the investment in listening or putting your time into it or, or telling your friend to listen right. to it? There needs to be investing. People need to invest in each other. Mm-hmm. And artists need to break out of that shell. And you're right. Having someone like you to be like, this is the way to do it. It's what it's what's gonna count at the end of the day, right? So, man, man no more mentors, no more mentors around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing, we need it. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of, a lot of um, creatives tell tell themselves they could DIY it as long as they can until they they meet it, until they realize, okay, there's a wall in front of them, and whoa, no one's behind me, no no one's beside me because you know you didn't take the time to invest in yourself, meaning invest in books, invest in. In courses or even invest in people who have long who have a lot more experience than you in the music business so those are things that you want to take in consideration like for instance when i was at trebus i told myself my teachers are going to end up being my coaches at one point so i still i still keep it i still i'm still in contact with a lot of those That's awesome. teachers and I ask them questions whenever i can and keep them informed of what am i what i'm doing and not necessarily always ask ask i, I would rather give more than to ask that's mm-hmm. awesome man you that's know? awesome. I just um, what was I gonna say? I got, I got a question for you. What, what I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there for for an artist, for instance, like in our scene here in Ottawa, hip hop's pretty held down. Mm. We're lucky if we have a bar that's open. That that's we dedicated, and it, I think even the performance situation is even decreased and more because of during COVID. But and even where Bam is from, for instance, you know, like they have, they're in Halifax, it's the same situation. Yeah. What advice would you give to an artist in a smaller city like that? Great question. I would advise them to keep 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 creating content. If they're not creating content, with what that means is like use your social media to your advantage. Yeah. Go on Instagram Live and share your story. Talk about the fact that you're in a small city and your goal is to reach to a certain point. Speak it into existence. I would mm-hmm. say document every single thing you're doing right now because within that small city, there's still one person that's impactful that could change your life or that you could change their life. And that creation, that connection could be created whatsoever. And, you know, whether there's a small bar of 50 people, go out there, make sure that the bar owner knows you, the promoter of that bar knows you, uh, connect with every single person who has a positive impact in your city and utilize these connections to your advantage. Yeah. Make sure that you look at LinkedIn, look at who they're connected with and make sure that you put out music consistently and consistently. And uh, yeah, keep that, keep that, keep that in mind, so you can be a lot more impactful. Nice, Bam. I remember there was this artist, great kid, young kid, and he came up to me, right? Because we were we were throwing a lot of events, right? And we threw a lot of shows. And he was, uh, you know, he was he was an underprivileged kid, black kid. He comes up to me, really mm. good guy, and he goes, "Man, how come I can't get a show? Like, how come I can't promote a show?" And I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like I can help you. And I was, I was talking to him. And I think, like, when I was trying to figure out what, where did it stop? It was he called himself Gutta Gutta Kid, mm. great artist. And I think as an owner, when you're an old owner and you see Gutta Kid is coming to perform, he's going no 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 no. And I think sometimes certain things block you from advancing, right? 
A lot, a lot of things block you. I mean, even the whole culture itself has a fucking roadblock. You know true. what I mean? People Very don't, true. Un- don't, don't, they don't understand it, right? So they scared of what they don't understand. You know what I mean? So they, they tend to go with what they know and trying to get in with the people who do know it, that's got a platform. It's hard because they're trying to get their hustle on. Yeah. You know, it's hard to bring someone else with you when you're fighting the battle yourself. You, you get right. what I'm saying? I, and I get it, right? So well, it's funny you said that, man, because when I was DJing at Helsinki, which was like my peak, right? Busy, made a lot of money. I remember the owner used to come up to me and be like, I heard you're playing too much hip hop. By the way, he's not there, by the way, this lazy prick. He's not there, but he's telling me what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And I have to pull up the top 100 charts and make him realize that hip hop's on the charts now. Mm-hmm. So not only that I'm playing hip hop, I'm playing what people want to hear. So don't pull that shit with me. And then I have to ask him, how much money did you make this weekend? And then, it, you know, he shut up. But I mean, because it always comes down to numbers. But it's like, don't tell me. You have no idea what's out there. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. I'm at a point where I'm getting at that age. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on out there neither. But <laughs> some of these people just need to, be, need to have like promoters like yourself take advantage of the situation. And be like, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I just just you're right. Talking about roadblocks. He was trying to yeah. put a roadblock in front of me. Yeah. Well, he's putting actually he was putting a roadblock in front of himself. You get what I'm saying by Very restricting true. you. You Very get what true. I'm saying. Very true. That that's what he was doing. You know because he think he knew best what was going on. When Very in true. reality, if you're in this business, every is a team. Everybody's got to work together. Everybody knows their lane. You know your lane. You knew your lane. I know who's on the top ten. You know what I mean. I know who's here. You know, he didn't know his lane in that no. sense, which he should have known this is the top fucking liquor we should be selling. That should have been his lane. You know what I mean? But he's overstepping into yeah, yours. That's you what know? they normally so. do. Have you ever had a, an issue like that, Max, with an owner? Not, not in my, no, no. I've good. never had it. What's good? Well, lucky you. Well, it, it almost ended up being to that point. What's funny is that uh, the same venue I booked Locksmith at, I had a, a business partner I was working with at the time, and I don't know if it was the relationship he had with the with my business partner that um, made him want to go left. But until real until we started speaking a lot more in details, and he wanted to know what was the event about because he didn't know it was how it was going to be an artist coming from the states and he has mm-hmm. a big name. And until I really sat down with him, we had a a, a grown man's a, a grown man uh, relationship, a grown man conversation, and things. Things things got a lot better, but mm. other than that, I wouldn't say I would say no. Nah, it didn't. It never happened. That's great. That's good. That's good. 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 I, I, you're lucky. You're lucky because <laughs> fucking yeah. I fought that battle for years, man, for years. Mm. And then, but at the end of the day, you always have to bring up business, which is numbers, and then that never denies it. It doesn't matter what I'm playing. If I have to play the polka dot door music and to bring thousands of dollars in, we're all gonna shut up and do it. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Max, I want to know, man. Yes, so sir. you got into the business. You 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 you're, you're promoting events. You're a talent consultant. Now the book. How did the book come together? Man, that was during the pandemic, and you know to go back to what we were saying, the '90s hustle, and today's uh today's uh privilege or even the the blessings that we have with social media. What happened was once the pandemic hit, I was working. I was working for a nonprofit organization. And I was always at the office until we had to start working from home. So we, we were doing remote. And now I was like, okay, shoot, I'm no longer organizing events. I got to create a way. I got to create something, mm. some sort of project that can help me get some money online. Mm. Okay, I was thinking about all kinds of strategy. I was following a lot of quote-unquote entrepreneurs who like to sell 
sell their programs. They like to talk about how how rich they are. I was like, okay, you know, I I know this guy's cap. I know he's playing. I know she's on some some different stuff. Okay, I was just analyzing what was going on on social media until I told myself, okay, I saw I saw one of the entrepreneurs who I follow today talking about a, a digital product, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting, digital product. And he's like, oh, I have this ebook, and you can do this. That and the third, okay, I started studying what he was really talking about, doing my own research. And I realized, okay, I could really utilize the knowledge, not only that I have from Travis, but the seven years in of the music business experience. So I could still I could still be a coach to someone, even if it feels like those years are small. Mm-hmm. But I was able enough to say, okay, I could teach my beginnings. Okay, so now I start. Max, hold on. Are you Max. Deep. Max, hold on a sec. You're breaking. Yeah, yep. a little bit, yeah. yeah he is breaking up. Okay. Let me just say. Let me uh, let me kick you back out and you come back in. Okay, yeah, should be good. Signal. It, it, you notice that all these, uh, every time it gets hot and heavy, mm. the internet goes, nah. nah you guys nah, ain't getting nah, nah. that information. You, you ain't giving that information for free. You know? <laughs> it's like, so tell me a bit about your book. <laughs> Max probably has it done on purpose. Yeah. So now we have to it, buy it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was thinking for a second that, you know, Montreal went with ATT. I don't know. Oh, yeah. no. ATT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible, Our buddies terrible. in Ohio, Cleveland, have bad internet too. Mm-hmm. The Carolinas, yeah. Oh. Do what it is. I, I, you know, I, I used to always get jealous, right? When they used to say, "Yeah, cell phone providers." Mm. Um, you know, you, you can get the internet all inclusive or whatever, unlimited twenty nine ninety nine. I was like, God, damn. but you, you never think about like the download speed, the upload speed, shit. Yeah, all of it's garbage. I didn't know mm-hmm. that though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for me, at the end of the day, it was always like, let me just kick him out yeah. real quick, and hopefully you can come back in. Yeah, you can hear they still do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you get five G until you get to a certain point, and then well, they drop. well, not well. That's fine at a certain point. Sure, I still think that's stupid. But I mean, you know, like I, I used to go with Bell, and I remember telling my parents, like, yeah, I'll just get whatever's cheap, right? Like, mm. you know, if, if 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 Netflix works, it works, right? Yeah. But then you're at your cell phone, and then your laptop, and then two TVs are streaming, and one's getting kicked off, and you're like, what the hell's going on? Mm. One time I up- uploaded a video from one of these podcasts for Clash TV. And it um, took two hours. Oof. I'm like, how does it take longer than like the actual like footage itself, right? Right, right. So then I'm like, this is freaking stupid. So you know, then we upgraded. We got Fido, and fucking our download speeds like I don't know. Fast. I want to say twenty sometimes better. Upload speeds probably like fucking thirty times better. Like I, mm. now I upload in sixty minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, good, good. but the, that's what makes me realize. And I always get scared when these guys from the states like, "Yo, get us on," and I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, it's the itchy and scratchy show." You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. just like, it's too much. Bam! I got a petty story for you. Ah, let's do it. Let's do it. So it's petty a, time. There's this girl that I haven't talked to in a really long time. Right? Uh, got a uh, new boyfriend. Not allowed to talk to any of the guys. Mm. No, her boyfriend's not appreciative with this. And you're just like you're just saying hi. You're like, oh my god, whatever. You got problems. Right. Time goes by. Forgotten. Completely forgotten. You know me. I got rid of Facebook. Right. 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 I got a ding yesterday. Ding. It's her on Instagram. 
So she hunted me down on Instagram, mm. and it's like, can you do me a big favor? I'm like, oh, what is she in trouble? Because I, I, I got, I'm a softy when it comes to trouble, right? Mm. She's like, can you vote for me for this? Blah 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 blah. I said, fuck no, and blocked her too. Oh, fuck. found that you block said, button. No, also. I ain't voting for shit. I ain't fucking with you. Don't want to get your boyfriend no, upset. Terrible. I know. Now he's okay with me. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I'm just sending Max a quick message and click on the link again. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't like that shit, bro. I don't know right. uh, this, this. I'm, you know, I was just like, but don't get me wrong. If she was stuck, and she was, you know what I mean, I would have felt yeah, bad, and I would have just pick her up. I would have like that. I you know, you can help help person out, right? Exactly. But, but that wasn't know. the case. I was like, you know what? Can you click on this link? Now, mm. now you need me. <laughs> yeah, nah, it, it's it's just weird. I, I mean, I I get it when you know people get with people and. You know, the person they get with, they tend to, you know, adapt their personality. You well, know I just mean? got I just got something right now, right? Okay, it's a, this girl, obviously, I haven't talked to him for ages neither, talking about how her son will be participating in, in, in the, the uh, jump rope for heart this year. Mm. And here's the link to donate money. This is terrible promotional skills like we were talking about with Max. Well, no yeah. connection. Yeah, none, you know. They just putting it out there, hopefully they can get ten people. And then wonder why they don't though. Well, I, they don't know that that you know they don't they don't understand the whole theory about promoting. You get what I'm saying? It's you know it, everybody think it's just I could put a link and put plastered on everybody's fucking page, and that's promoting. And you, all of a you, sudden, like at the success rate, <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, they they think that's promoting. Here, here's my link. Bing, 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 bing. That's not promoting. The question is, you know, bring me to your, what you promoting? Make me, bring me in. You know what I mean? And that's the part they don't take in. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen a GoFundMe page and it had only like, like $10? <laughs> Have you ever seen something like that? Yeah. And then you look at the date, it was like two months ago. And he only got $10. And you're like, and it's like, for my birthday, I want to donate money to blah, you know, breast cancer or whatever, mm. animal, you know, shelters. And and it, you just go, man, you managed to show everyone that no one cares about you. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. No one yeah, go cares. Find me. Delete that shit. Delete mm. your whole fucking profile. Because $10, I've donated 25 people don't even know. <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh, I don't know, man. Just I don't know. Just gotta gotta really look into how to promote and do the promotion. But everybody is just putting stuff out there, clickbait, trying to clickbait. Yeah. You know yes, I mean? clickbait is the actual easiest way of doing shit. I get that. I get that. And the hard know. work. Is a, I don't know. There was someone that commented on one of our YouTube page saying, "Hey guys, it was fun seeing you guys in Cuba." But you can't really tell who it is. I wish they right. would have said who it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. That's that's the one-on-ones that we have with people and the conversations yeah. we talk and, yeah, uh, and the, the debates couple. we talked about some of our other friggin' podcasts, you know? Right, like, right. A couple of people, yeah, joined the podcast talking about it was nice down in Cuba, da 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 good looking out. You know, I even joined his group, you know what I mean, one of the DJs. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that's how it works. It's mm-hmm. I'm invested. We talk with this and that. This, this guy, this, this post this shit on a story. I, I get it. When I do it, I even though I have like thousands of followers, uh, I'm lucky if 70 people look at my story. You know what right. I mean? It, it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. facts. You know what I mean? We get more love from strangers than we do with people right next to us sometimes, you know? That's right. That's right. But the thing is, artists need to know that too. Mm. Right? 
I was telling everyone that starts something. My friend Nina started this. Uh, Nina travels. You know, she has this little. She 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 does little traveling things and gives tips and stuff. And she's funny and she's hilarious. And okay. She, it's a new. It's a new. A new uh, Instagram account she made, and I told her okay. I was like. I'm like, hey, she's like, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I said, holler at me. She called me. We, I broke down what we use. We use StreamYard, mm-hmm. Podbeam, all that stuff, right? And the next thing I had to say to her is, um, don't get mad at the people that don't follow you. That's right. And she started telling me a bit about, you know, some people thought we were trashing her idea about doing this. And I said, exactly. Mm-hmm. Your idea is only going to be cool when you're sh- the strangers think it's cool. Mm-hmm. But your friends next to you, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So I said, you have to look past that shit. It might be heartbreaking sometimes. It, you might not understand it, but you gotta look right past that shit. You know what I mean? Don't don't yeah. let it don't let it bug you. Yeah. You know, it is what it. Is. Did you see? By the way, Clash TV was playing tonight a uh, episode, uh, an old episode of uh, Neil Morn. Neil Morn, no. Do you remember him? The um, the movie guy. Mm. The movie guy. You don't remember no, the movie guy? No, no, no. Dude, the guy that did the the effects, man. Oh, 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 okay, okay, yes, My gotcha. God. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. There you go, Max. Okay. How's it going, I got, buddy? I got it. I got him. I man, got him now. Now I, I, remember. I felt like I was, I was going to get caught up in the Matrix when I started. No, nah, we were just telling noises. people that you were spilling some of the secrets of the book, and then it went all berserk, and they want you to buy it. You know, they mm-hmm. wanted them. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying, so COVID came. You, you, yeah. you're, there's a guy you were listening to talking about a digital book, right? An ebook, right? right? That's that's where that's where before it really got cut off. So keep going, brother. Yeah. So as soon as I started paying attention to what he was talking about, and if it would really, if it was really making sense to what I had going on, based on what I had going on, so I was like, okay, you know, let me just invest in what what his course is about or his program about the eBooks, and learn how to create an eBook. And that's where I really learned the fundamentals of creating an eBook. I basically took at least fifty pages, fifty to fifty-five pages of what I've learned uh, either at the Trebis or even my personal experience throughout the music business yep. and, you know, compiled it into an ebook and to later on going to turn out to be a physical copy. I'm going to turn it into physical books. That's awesome, man. That's, 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 that's an accomplishment, man. Writing a book is always, uh, there's times where people are like, yo, you should write some of the stuff you've done. Cause I've done some stupid shit in life. And every time <laughs> I go, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm about to do it. It's, it's not, um, nah. Yeah, no, no. Happen. it's not pretty. It's a pretty bit. It's intimidating a little no, bit. So no, I'm, I'm no. happy you pulled that shit off. Yeah, but no. this is your book. That. This so, is your book right here, right? Yes, yes. I so right now that. you could go. You could only get it as an ebook right now. Correct. And where could they say, find it? Yes, uh, the link is on my bio on IG, which okay. is um, on Sam Card. So once you grab the link, it gives you an idea what the ebook is about. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna give give you guys a little bit more in, information about the ebook. It's basically called How to Attract Gigs. As an emerging artist, a guide to position yourself in a new digital entertainment economy. So I had to add the digital entertainment while mm-hmm. we we're in a pandemic because everything was turning out to be oh, digital. Right, right. And people were talking about doing virtual concerts and how to how to um, position themselves on IG. So mm-hmm. I took a lot of what I was able to observe or even uh, learn mm-hmm. and and put it into the ebook. Even at the beginning of the ebook, I talk about the pandemic or how things have changed in the music business and are continuously changing. People are talking about NFTs now and all, and all kinds of things that are in the virtual world. Yeah. The NFTs are scary for me. I don't know. I'm getting old, bro. You know, so writing this book, you know, I'm surprised you didn't go down that rabbit hole. 
Because some, <laughs> some authors, you know, they go to write something and they go down this rabbit hole and it takes years to write a book. You know what I mean? Mm. What, what what did you do to not go down that rabbit hole? You just kept it to the basics or what? Yeah, I would say keep it to, I kept it to the basics and um, knowing that I always want to reinvent myself. So mm. for me to write that book, I know what's next, what's coming up for next, what's next for me in the next six months or even the next three to five years. So okay. like I'm, I'm making sure that these moves are done strategically. Even before writing the book, I had to figure out a way to, okay, like not only, or, not only organize events, but how can I become a venue owner? How could like, those are things mm. that I always had in mind. So like, okay, how long am I going to do events until I become a venue owner to mm. then, uh, you know, either build a team and build a system so I could just, you know, leverage it off and make sure that my team can control the rest. I like that. I like that. Now, just without getting any details, because we'd rather yeah. have people grab the book, what are some of the points in this book? Yeah, so one of the points I like that I always talk about is, uh, one of, and in one of the chapters I talk about the importance of becoming a valuable emerging artist, right? And becoming one of the ways you could become a valuable emerging artist is going to your shows, uh, like we talked about earlier, once you go to a show, it's important to not only think about yourself as a performing act. You want to know who's in the crowd. You want to know what's going on in the in the venue itself, because mm -hmm. that's gonna that's really the long game. You want to focus on playing the long game all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Now, just by going to the show, once you once you're done your performance, you you don't want to leave the venue. That's what I'm trying to say. Basically, once you leave the venue, what happens is that no one knows that you perform really because Ooh. they tend to pay, they tend to pay attention to the people who are kissing hands and shaking you know kissing babies who, and shaking the, hands who are those guys who's that guy over there yeah you know what i mean getting involved making sure that you you brand yourself in a certain way where people are going to remember you okay i liked his performance but what i liked is that he took a drink at the bar with us or she yep. she sang very good and you know what I liked about her? She she made us laugh at the end of the show. She hung out That's with right. us. Everyone was smoking weed. We were chilling, and mm -hmm. she was there. So That's that right. really humanizes you, and that 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 makes you stand out in a certain way. So that's one of go. one of the points I talk about in my ebook. I like that. I, I remember the biggest thing. So I remember when I was remember when I was Rob's hype man, right? And I got forced to be his hype man, Bam. I remember <laughs> I was I remembered one time. We've done many shows together after that, but there was this one show. I did it. Whatever. You come off the stage. You think you did a good job. And then there's a VHS tape of you, and then you watch it, and I went, "What the fuck's wrong with me?" But that VHS tape changed my whole performance after that, though, Jeez. because I didn't know that every time I was doing doing the hype thing, I kept looking at him like I was watching the show instead of being a part of the show. It was a huge mistake. So I remembered after that I had to fix that. So I always tell people, record yourself. Yeah, man. Criticize yourself. Find out why your stage presence. How could it be better? Where could you be at this point? You know what I mean? It was very important for me. That one, one fucking terrible VHS tape changed my whole fucking life when it came to, came to performance. Man. Have you ever seen yourself yeah. on tape? That ever said you ever said? Uh, uh, yeah, I always, you know, I always make sure to check myself. That's why my stage presence is the way it is. Yeah, right? your stage presence I, amazing. I, I always critique myself just a little bit. You know, I remember, oh shit, I need to stop turning my back to the crowd. You ah, know see? what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit yeah, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? You know, it's a great one. Yeah, yeah. You know, the tape thing was like. Cause I remember I, I met Bam in about 2004, 2005. I owned a mm -hmm. music studio, and he came through. 
and bought a package and I, I threw this event. Well, I didn't throw it. Sorry. It was a, a big car show called uh, Import Night. And Import I got night, asked yeah. to run the entertainment section of it, the stage, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, can you get all the acts? And I was like, sure. So I got all the acts. I got bands. I got this. A band came on stage. It was the real first time I saw him perform. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. This fucking dude knew how to rock a big stage. Not a little okay. stage, a big stage. Because the big stage is like, fuck, you know, if you're by yourself or with a hype man, there's so much room, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when I remember you came off. I said, God damn, I like that. It was the mm-hmm. first thing that you 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 knew how to rock a whole stage, regardless of what size it was. It was pretty cool. Salute to you, man. That's, that's well, dope. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think I'm a stripper. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well. It, it, you gotta, okay. you gotta think. You gotta think about like this. You paid money to come see me. I'm gonna shake my ass, dog. You mm. get what I'm saying? You All know, over leave, the stage, right? You know what I mean? I'm, you know, <laughs> the, you know. I'll try to give you as much energy as I can give you. You know what I mean? I'm older now. The energy level might not be that high unless I start working out. But you know, I'm going. I'm going sweat. I'm going. I'm going to put in some sweat. On yeah. No, I get you know that, man. So. What do you, that's, that's Max? What do you recommend for an artist, man? So yeah. let's say someone's performing for the first couple times. Yes. Are they demanding for money? Man, they got to prove it, man. They got to prove themselves for real. I I even had this conversation with one of the promoters in Montreal uh, who I'm planning on organizing an event soon with. And it does not make any sense if we start booking artists that don't necessarily have experience doing shows and pay them. It's Mm -hmm. like telling yourself, you know what, I want to start working at a bank, but I don't have any experience working at a bank. The bank is going to look at you like, man, come on, get out of here. You fucking crazy. I I, I, dig, I dig where you're coming from, what, but I, I think it's wrong. I, I dig where you're coming from, but I, I still think it's wrong. You get what I mean? Because yeah, you, you know you're not wrong, Max. Everybody, every we all need we all need each other. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You need them to put on the show. You, you know what I mean? They need you to get out there. You know what I mean? And and if you can't as as a promoter, if you can't appreciate them for what they're doing and give them something, but he you doesn't what know what you're doing. If it, he's never it, saw it, you. It, it, it kind of well, he does because. He done made himself known to get on that show. You get what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I made that. Don't don't shake. No, no. I I I was gonna say right to his point, but however, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. If I went up there and I fucking bomb, you give the money back. You know, you know, if you bomb, then now you know I'm not fucking with him again. You get what I'm saying? But then it's too late. So you're a waste of whatever hundred dollars, whatever the case. Yeah. This is what Max. The reason why we bring this up because the first time I ever threw an event where Bam was, it was an import night. There was another show called, at a place called Babylon's. I said, Bam, you want to perform, man? Pay goes, me. How much are you gonna pay me? I never saw this dude perform. It took him a month to get a track done. Mm. This is this is what my my attraction with this guy. I'm like, mm. so I asked him. I said, cool. My question as a promoter to him was, mm. if I put Bamboo on my flyer, how many people are gonna be outside? That's it. I don't know. See, but there you go. It's your flyer. My you flyer. see what I'm saying? You just you just took your flyer and put it on me. You see what I'm saying? But now, because you if I put money. you on my you see what I'm saying? I'll put you money. on my flyer. But it's, but it's your event. You, you see what I'm saying? This is where the uh, debate comes in. However, you see what I'm saying? However, it goes back to what we were saying because we're doing you well, promoters are doing the artists a favor too, because we gotta look at and it I from agree. the perspective. And and that's why I said I agree. We yeah. need each other in that sense, right? Yeah. You you know what I mean. But here's the thing: it, it, it's like me. You hiring me to do a job. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? If I don't do the job good, you're gonna fire me, right? Right. How much, I'm hiring you, you as an artist. You be an get your ass bro. up there. You, be an shake apprentice. Your ass, you know, you know. Get your ass up there. Shake your ass. If you can't shake your ass right, you're not coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is how you end up with the nice talent. That's so how much why, I pay you? How much I pay you? Nothing. 
But that's how you know. <laughs> that that's how you know when you got your man from the states to come up. You already knew he he um, made he made his he made his mark. But he had to start somewhere. Somebody paid him. Somewhere. Yeah, you had to start from nothing. Did, you know what I mean? As a DJ, I DJed for free. You know, <laughs> you DJ for free. And then it was like, I need this that much. And then it was like, Yo, I'm doing this, and now I want to get paid a percentage of what comes in. You got to start somewhere. So when you went to the club or went somewhere that the first time you got paid for a DJ. Yeah. Did the person ever hear you, DJ? No. Okay, so they paid you no, without first, knowing if you can DJ. No, yeah. but this this is a reputation though, because as a right. DJ, as a DJ, it also didn't become. You guys probably, you guys know this too. Sometimes mm. you don't hire the DJ for the music. Sometimes you hire the DJ because he, he knows he's going to bring 30, 40, 50, 60 alcoholics. 100%. That's going to sell out the bar regardless what the fuck 100%. I play. That's mm. where it starts, really. You guarantee, yo, I'm going to get your bar sales. He doesn't give a shit if you can fucking mix, spin, nothing, your equipment. doesn't care. Because at the end of the day, what do they say, Bam? Numbers. 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 Right. But that's that's the that's looking at it from the owner's perspective. You and then it I mean? usually yeah. takes someone's name going, yo, man, you got to hire this dude. He's great. That's how usually there's a hype. Now, yeah. if someone said, yo, you got to pay for Bam, he's going to rock. I didn't hear that shit. Nah, this is true. Mm. But I'm the one that's supposed to tell you that. And that's that's what I'm saying. I'm the one. Max, a- one ain't nobody else out there representing me but me. Go he ahead. fucking shows up and drinks in the crowd. <laughs> hey, where am I supposed to be? In the crowd, talking yeah. with the people. You could have yes, been rocking no. the stage and have more people talking about this event. You, you know no. what I mean? In the crowd with the people. You got to be in the crowd with the people. Pays cover. With the people. He gives me five dollars. Could have got know? him for free if he would have performed, but no, yeah. no he doesn't no, do that. No, but I still went to the show. Yeah, you understand? I'm not on stage. Or am I gonna be one of those motherfuckers? I'm not fucking going to show because you won't make me perform. I don't give a fuck. I come to the fucking show and support you, you anyways. Show. You understand what I'm saying? Understand because why. it's bigger than you. It's about the culture. Right. You understand? Right. Bam, Bam mm-hmm. always tried to feed the bullshit that you know, I should be paid for my for my art. You know, I, I drew a circle. Pay for my art, you dumbass. No, see, I think everyone That's an should NFT. Start. That's an NFT. No, it's an NFT. That's an NFT. The whole world's gone crazy. Max, I was on it before. I was on Max, it before. What do you think that, about an NFT, man? Your quick opinion on this. Man, I think it makes a lot of sense to those who are able to those who have a lot of options, right? Okay. For instance, if you're an artist and you have merch if you're an artist you have a you have a, a large fan base then mm. that would work a lot better for you because you know you could sell an nft and attach it to other things for instance that's right you want to have vip access to my show show mm. up to my get this nft you want to get an autograph or a picture with me Makes and sense. concert after i release my new ep or album then you know you could yeah. strategically place that and it's that nft so mm. if you are you're if you're up there, yeah, if you're up there in status, I can see how the NFT benefits you and e, and it's more personal with you and the customer, right? That's it. But so because I'm trying to break down, break my head down as an independent artist, why would they want to go this route? Like I'm always, <laughs> I'm always like, I'm like, how the fuck, how the fuck does it work? And you know, and I'm not discur- you know, I'm a liar. I never said I was a motivational speaker. Sometimes I'm a demotivational speaker, right? <laughs> so that's what. That's what I usually have, but I'm just like, cause I'm always trying to break it down. Like I'm always trying to wrap my head around things. Like as, I was as, a, as independent, you know, it's it's just that transaction between you and the and the buyer. That's it. That's all. You're now, cutting out everybody. Pam, do you think that an NFT, an NFT, or Max? Maybe you can answer this. An NFT would be super cool if it was, um, I don't know, with a hit single with, like you said, maybe some merch or or some tickets mm. to a local event. Mm-hmm. Would that work? Would you think an NFT would work that way? If you had a fan base, it yes. would. Yes, yes, yes. Right. 
Right. I think Absolutely. I like. It. I'm just just trying to you know I'm trying to grasp all this stuff you know like the Bitcoin you know I got reeled into that and it screwed me this week but whatever yeah this technology stuff is just weird I'm always more of a hands on type of guy right mm. not mm. owning something physical is starting to blow my mind right like you know, digital yeah. currency then you have these NFTs I bought a, a, a you know an art painting on my I can't I can't I can't it's crazy I well I mean it, it it when I think about it sometimes it's like you know, a twenty dollar bill. Mm. What makes what makes that valuable? Yeah, I see what you're Re- really. It's just yeah. a physical piece of fucking paper. What makes it valuable? Because people want it. Yeah. That's it. That's all. If you can make the want and the demand for whatever you got, it's valuable. Yes. You know, right. even if it even fucking if it's Pokemon one cards, of, bro. Even if it's one of one. <laughs> even go, if go. it's one of one. You know what I mean? So no, you're right. You're right, you know? man. You're right. right, Max, man. That's that's awesome. So, yes. what, what do you what do you have coming, man? Upcoming events? You have anything coming up this summer? What's going on with you? Yes, yes. I'm definitely working on this event that um, will should and will bring the city uh, out, and uh, it's gonna be more of like an. I, I, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep you guys informed, but definitely it's gonna be something interesting. It's gonna Love be it. something interesting. Right. So it's gonna right. be a, a great show. And on top of that, um, the ebook is already out, so I'm gonna have the release the physical copies real soon mm-hmm. that's something that's in the works and uh there's more to come there's a lot more i love that man that's yes. good news definitely bro. keep us informed bro i'm a few hours away so don't uh don't hesitate hey. don't hesitate uh, we I got always, your and I, and I always told myself i gotta go to nova scotia so man. yeah come on through cuz come on through man you know what i mean <laughs> so you come down this way get some food check out the scenery beautiful place beautiful place no it's, doubt, yeah, it's beautiful. You know? But if you're from Montreal, you might you might have to take a few naps while you're sitting there. I'm telling you, but whatever. <laughs> there, it's just there's opinion. a lot of there's a lot of all right. French we'll, we'll see. I'm going here. down there there's for Canada Day weekend. Here. I gotta. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let time. you know. I'll let you, you know, Max. Time. Maybe maybe you can skip out on that tour. We'll, we'll find <laughs> he, out. We'll find he's out. old. Don't don't listen to him. Man, don't listen, don't listen to me. <laughs> he shaves the grade. He's older than me. For for the record, he's older than me. He just shaves the grade. You see, you see his response right because he knows true. Max, if you want, I'll send you a few episodes. I'm gonna tell you what he grew up, what type of hip hop music he grew up on, and then you'll (laughs) reveal. We have some footage, man. We have some footage. But Max, man, let honestly, man, let us know. We'll share it up here. You know, like I said, man, Montreal's a great place to go. We're a few hours away. We can probably get people from out here to come see you guys out there, man. Mm. Um, I like the work you're doing with these artists. Um, you know, we got you on here, man. Me being a promoter, him being an artist, you yeah, got you some made, good points. Got made, some good made some points. awesome points, man. And that's what mm-hmm. that's what I want to hear, bro. I just want, we could have said that you're a phony today, but that's, that's not it. it. <laughs> that, by 100, guys, this, no. Max is legit, man. So it is. follow his shit, grab his book, man, and you know, you know, check out for his events. And by the way, I got your Instagram link in the um, descriptions in the bottom of our YouTube. So mm-hmm. click on him, follow his ass, get his book. Hard copy when it comes out. Let me know, Max. No I'll definitely scoop one up, brother. Yeah, Max, man, thanks love, for your time, brother, man. The love is All mutual, right. man. I'm following yep. you guys right now. I'll subscribe to your page, and I got to finish off the interview with uh, Chris Gotti. So. Yes, Chris, go. Chris, Chris is the dope, man. He's dope as there hell, it man. Is. I mean, it it is. It's a real guys. true pleasure, man. All Have right. a good night, guys, man. Yep, peace. peace. Later. Later.